0: Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. back again, another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders, and today's topic is going to be calendar management and minimum night stays. In other words, how many nights you would prefer your guests to stay at a minimum?
1: Well, and uh, we got this question from a guest who messaged us on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we did want to answer it. I believe they had asked what the appropriate minimum night rental is. And, uh, you know, should they go down to one night? Should they be at two nights? You know, or a week, should they be or, at or a week or a month or um, so we we'll are give you our input on on where you should be and why. And, uh, you know, you guys can use that uh, to help gauge your listing that you have.
0: So for right off the bat, first off, um, the answer is not uh, a specific number for you that I, I can give you or Lucas can give you. We, we can't just give you a number that's going to work for you. Um, what we can give you is different scenarios, different properties, different types of properties, different times of year. Um, and whatever you decide is going to be the appropriate thing, we're going to give you some variables. So um, let's talk about the low end of the scale, the, the one night minimums, right? Let's start there. Um, my experience, my first experience with Airbnb, when I wasn't sure if I wanted to start converting some of my rental properties and some of the other properties in my portfolio over to Airbnb, um, I wanna get my feet wet, right? So I, I, I just, just wanna dabble. So I took a room in my own house and put it up on Airbnb with a listing. No lie, hour and a half later, the room was booked that day. Um, <laughs> be aware that when you launch a listing um, and you say, I want as many rentals as possible and I wanna be available right away, you may get a, a booking that night. So don't assume you've got the next day or the day following unless you block that calendar off. People come out of the woodwork immediately. I I think there's something in the algorithm on Airbnb where if you have a fresh listing, uh, it pushes you up. Um, It seems to be that's the case. Every time I put a new one online, it seems to get a lot of traction immediately. Um, Nonetheless, anyway, the point I'm getting to is um, I had a one-night minimum on there. I I just figured, what's the big deal? People will stay one night at a time. I'll get get my rate. Move on. Uh, The first person that showed up um, was uh, a traveler who was passing through town. Uh, he was a great guy. We had great conversation, and I was off and running, and I was like, this is great. That was a super nice person. Uh, we connected and shared stories about where he's going, where he's from, did the same. Um, I quickly learned that if you are renting rooms in your home, and you are as low as a one-night minimum, you can get... Um, some some journal-worthy, some podcast-worthy stories really fast. Some interesting characters. Yes. Um, number one flag, local. If somebody from your own town is needing a place to stay, you have to ask why. What has gone on in their life that has made it so they need to look at your property when they could very well stay at a friend's house? Okay? Have they burned some bridges? What's the story here? There's a lot of reasons this happens. The the less nefarious ones would be the ones where someone is um, possibly changing from one lease to another, and they don't have a place to live for a day or two, and they they just they had to leave the one apartment and the other one wasn't ready yet. That kind of story happens yeah, all the time. That happened to me. Yeah, right? that happened to me. Um, and so those those folks are great. That's just that's a totally reasonable thing. Um, and I know we're getting a little bit off a tangent here, but that happens in my other properties as well that have other night minimums, like, like three night minimums and so forth. That happens all the time. People will rent three weeks a month at a time uh, in between houses, especially people that close on a house they sold and don't have the new house yet because it's not closed on. And it might be three or four or five weeks even, and they've got to live in one of your actual houses uh, for a period of time well those are actually great guests.
1: Well, let me ask you this it, let's say you have a two-night minimum or a three-night minimum but you're not getting a lot of bookings um, in the fall or in the off season whenever your off season is um, do you go down to a one-night minimum to try to fill your calendar what that do depends. you do personally? what's your
0: cleaning fee how long how available are your cleaners okay so that's that's one of the other variables in here so if if y'all are keeping track here the first one is you end up getting uh, potentially a less desirable gas the second item that Lucas is bringing up Um, How available are your cleaners for that quick turnover? Uh, If you're doing a room in your house and you're potentially the one that pops your head in that room the morning that person leaves and you make the bed and you vacuum and dust the room and sanitize it, that takes what, 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay, but let's say it's a two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom house, or like you have these larger luxury condominiums. Those cleaners gotta go in there for what, two hours? Correct. It doesn't matter how long the person stayed, right? They've gotta put in that time investment my cleaners would not be that available. I know that. That's a fact. They would say, Ryan, this one-night stuff, you've got us here every day. We have other clients. You know, you're you're consuming our calendar, and they would get annoyed. So that's a variable. Um, Quickly, let me jump back to the one-night minimum folks, uh, the people that come out for that kind of... um, You also need to be very aware that some of the local people, when that flag pops up, um, some of the local folks that need to stay somewhere near their home are doing so because they're having uh, marital problems or other issues with their partner that's a very realistic scenario i know you don't get that in the luxury rental space a lot um but here in minneapolis in my multiple properties all over the city i get that all the time where people are like especially in in the one-bedroom apartment i have it in the basement of one of the houses um it's a very private setting it's just you know it's generally it's geared toward one person but two can stay there comfortably um I get guys all the time that are like, you know, you know, <laughs> I might break up with my girlfriend. I've got, I've got to stay somewhere for a week or two. In that scenario, a local person is totally reasonable. That makes sense. Um, but you need to be aware that when you get a request from a local person, um, there's a lot of nefarious reasons that they need a place to stay as well. Number one, they've been evicted somewhere because they're not a great person. They could be. I, I have hosted drug addicts. This has happened. I have found the drug paraphernalia. That being Anything from um, cocaine, heroin, all of it, meth. I have found uh, the Narcan kits in properties and in the trash cans outside. Uh, I've been I've been made aware after checkout that we had we, we hosted a drug party, unfortunately.
1: So what you're saying is that if you drop down to a one night minimum, that
0: and if, and you're hosting to locals,
1: and you're hosting to the locals, there's a potential to get the unruly guests
0: that correct there's not very high potential for that. Good for your um, property. And back to the my first experience where I rented rooms in my house, um, I started to get folks that would rent the home, rent the room, and they would they would come at check-in time, 3 o'clock, and a significant other would appear as well, a person of the opposite sex, for instance, and they would leave by 9 p.m. They wouldn't even sleep there the rest of the night. They would use the room for a few hours. I don't need to sit and fill in the blanks on that. Um, it's quite uncomfortable. <laughs> when you get that kind of person so yeah, for sure it, it's it's gross in some ways and you just kind of you don't you know so you have to up your rules in that scenario as well you have to say no guests at any time for any period of time no one can even enter the house and hang out with you Yeah, that's the, you know, you're renting a room that's the extent of it all your business has to be handled elsewhere so th- this episode unfortunately does tie right into the rules episode that we've done already about what you need to state so I, I resolved that by going to a two night minimum, okay, and then obviously increasing my rules. And then when I started opening other properties up, I never even never even entertained the idea in a two or three bedroom home that I would have a one night minimum. I never even thought about it. I know you wouldn't, correct? Yeah, I wouldn't. It's okay. not even reasonable yeah. for your giant condos, so it's no. not gonna happen. So even, well, one, even for you guys, well, two nights wouldn't make sense. Well,
1: well, one we can't, so and let's break off to the vacation rental yeah. side of things here for people who are you know in a vacation place or they have an HOA one you can't rent less than what your HOA is telling you that you can rent um so if your HOA is telling you that your minimum is seven nights then that's what your minimum has to be if they're yeah. saying your minimum is two weeks one month 56 nights that's what your minimum has to be um there are uh, little ways to get around that while still you know abiding by the HOA's policies um and I'll so, explain so that so
0: real quick on the on the seven day minimums you get somebody the rents like you. What's your preferable seven days? Friday to Saturday or, or well, Saturday to Sunday? Well, the preferable is
1: Saturday to Saturday, but I don't block anybody off. I do have colleagues that go Saturday to Saturday on everything.
0: So how do they do that? Explain that to the listeners. So there's settings.
1: Yeah, there's settings on Airbnb and VRBO that allow you to check mark a day, which is not you're not able to check in. So okay, so you, um, so
0: somebody somebody checks out Sunday because you want Sunday to Sunday.
1: It's typically Saturday and to then
0: Saturday. You, okay Saturday to Saturday. So then. You're saying, uh, you're setting, say, no check-ins, say, Monday through Friday, yep. for instance.
1: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, only check-ins on Saturdays. I have colleagues that have that. The problem is if somebody searches for your property on a weekday, uh, they're not going to see it. It's not going to come up because you right. only allow check-ins on a Saturday.
0: But that that that's okay, though, because you're going to end up with people who search Wednesday to Wednesday, and you just simply won't host them. And by doing that, you can filter out people you don't want, or I guess you're not looking for. Yeah. Okay, so then let's, but you said you don't do that. You don't restrict it to a a specific day of check-in. So how does that actually play out for you in the real world if you're letting a seven-day minimum happen whenever day it happens? So I'll go over
1: it from events all the way down to the slow season for me. So in the events, occasionally I do get somebody who books like, let's say the Daytona 500 or Bike Week down there in Daytona runs Saturday to Saturday. Pretty much... Every, I mean, those are booked
0: w- months in advance
1: those are booked pretty much months in advance however I do get the occasional person who books in advance and they book like a Thursday to Thursday and or it an really, event like that yeah and it bites me you know it bites me in the butt because I got three days of high rated you know high nightly prices there that I need to get booked yeah. but I, I bring those prices down a little bit not down to where the normal high season is still higher than so that even though you're
0: next to a major event you you tweak your pricing. Yes. Okay. Well, this. Okay. So let's not get into pricing. That's a whole other episode. But so you you fix it that way so that the calendar management doesn't screw up calendar being full. Correct. Okay. Got yep. it. Got
1: I still it. want the occupancy there. So like right. I you know not to incorporate pricing too much, but I'll knock down my pricing for those event event days just a little bit yeah. uh, to fill up. So I get a lot of Thursday to Thursdays. I'll get somebody say Saturday through a mm-hmm. Wednesday and then somebody book a Thursday. You know, I, I average probably 75% occupancy throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you were only advertising on Saturday to Saturday, that you would have a issue being booked. I don't understand how there's that many people looking Saturday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um and if you only allow Saturday check-ins, then Airbnb or VRBO is only going to advertise your property for people looking for a Saturday check-in. Right. If they're looking to check in on a Monday, they're not going to show up. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I have I have a good reputation on getting stuff booked and having a low occupancy during those high seasons that I don't need Saturday to Saturday. Yep. Yep. You know.
0: So if I draw upon the um, the the commentary from our peers. Um, in the the famous you know <laughs> Facebook groups that we're parts of and we we contribute to and we we read and listen to um, a lot of them uh, strongly encourage folks to have a longer minimum stay would you agree with that? that's kind of the consensus they, yeah. they they it's universally accepted that you just don't want anything less than two nights and I found myself that if I was going to continue to rent rooms at my home I wanted a three night minimum because, Quite frankly, two nights is is actually kind of short as well. And what it has afforded me is uh, a higher um, quality guest, number one. But number two, I get a lot of those people now that aren't even looking to stay just three nights. They are looking to stay a week. They are looking to stay two weeks. And I find that it's a lot more smooth when you have an individual come in for a week, two weeks, three weeks at a time. They handle their business here. And then the next person that comes in right behind them is two, three, four weeks also, and I have fewer guests. I have fewer turnovers. Um, it's just less maintenance for me to Correct. deal with.
1: Yeah, um, I, I like the long bookings, but for me in the fall, you know, when I carry those seven night minimums that are mandated by the HOA to mm-hmm. have that as at least the minimum you're renting. Yeah. Um, you know, we might advertise for less than that. Right. Um, but we block off seven nights on the calendar, so we yeah. might rent five nights to somebody. Um, but we blocked seven off on the calendar, so we're still abiding by the HOA's policy of only putting somebody in every seven nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but that guest may have only stayed for five nights.
0: I don't go under five ever. Uh, so that's so. Is it common for you then that people will actually book the seven nights and they won't even use them all?
1: Uh, yeah, I get a lot of people who leave who leave early. Leave
0: early, show up late, maybe.
1: Um. Or is it no, usually leave early? No, no, they just, early.
0: they just leave early. They're like, well, I really only needed five days, but you correct. You I've, had people, me. I've had people.
1: I've had people you know send me a message going hey can we book it for five nights and it's during the busy season in the fall season I will absolutely let you book it for five nights because that's my slow season yeah so I'll let you book it for the five nights at
0: Do first, you actually change it on the app though
1: yeah at first yeah at first I'll tell you no and then if I see I might lose you as a guest then <laughs> I'll bring it back to the hell at the five nights that's a fish on the hook though and, and if you realize it's gonna go then but you know, we're out. Th- I'm out there to make the most money I can for my owners. If you book for seven nights, you're more than welcome to use it for all seven nights. That's up to
0: you. Now, now, if you get one of those five night bookings, um, and we're not we're not going to get into how the, the HOA may not may frown upon that. Uh, if you look at the day it ends, will that predicate a little bit of your decision making? In other words, if it ends on a Friday, and you know that somebody can hook into that weekend on the next day, will that help you determine?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. We're so when I the only time I accept the fall book those those five nights is in the fall. And we just don't have full occupancy in the fall. It's not possible during hurricane season, and that's our. So is it almost
0: a guarantee you're going to have a two day gap after them anyhow? No, it's not guaranteed.
1: You'll still get yeah. You block off two days on the front or two days on the back. You
0: to make it appear seven days. To make it appear seven days,
1: you do not. I do not put anybody in more than every seven days. They're
0: going to track how often you ask for parking passes and stuff. Correct. And if all of a sudden five days later, you're asking for a parking pass. It's going to be right on their sheet that shows, you. yeah, it's going to fly yeah, you. So. okay. So understand that, guys. If you're if you're renting in that scenario where an HOA is watching parking, especially, and you've got to get a pass issued to each guest, they can see what you're doing, and yep. you're not you're not going to get away with it. So be be aware of that. Um, but the five nights
1: helps us meet. You know, dropping down, we get a few more rentals. Yeah. You know, although five nights, it's still money coming in the door. We're yeah. still able to rent, and we still end up filling about three bookings. Yep. Um, throughout the calendar. Uh, yeah. of each fall month. So, I mean, we're, we're still getting occupied, and that helps us tremendously to go down.
0: Yeah. So, um, let's just kind of recap here. So, obviously, if you're in an HOA situation like Lucas is with some of his properties, and there's a seven-night minimum, because that's what the HOA says, so be it. I know you've got another one that you worked with uh, momentarily. You didn't keep it long-term, but you had one that was actually 30 days minimum, which is really...
1: No, I had one that was 56. No, 56 that's ridiculous. Nights. So, that's two ridiculous. months. You can't two, do business two there. two months. Uh, yeah, we, we actually did very well with the condo. Um, I'm actually selling it right now for those owners who have found a, a better investment. But we would rent it for like 40 nights or 30 nights. And you wouldn't believe it. People would pay 30 nights for what most people would pay for like a month. They would pay for like two So
0: they were still it. netting. They were, they were profiting. They were doing very well. Rather than leaving it vacant. Yep.
1: And then they would leave it vacant for the remainder of that 56 nights. For that
0: period of you know, yep, same
1: way we do it on the seven nights, just right. on a, just in on a, bigger. On a okay. bigger picture.
0: So be aware of that if you've got those HOA stipulations, and that's that's the answer to your question. There's your minimum nights that you're allowed to do. Um, but if you're in an urban area like I am, and you're not renting things that are luxury rentals like Lucas, um, you need to dial it in to what works for you. If you are getting poor tenants and low-quality tenants and low-quality guests at two nights, try three. Um, you're going to have to play with it. Go to four, go to five, see what works for you. If you don't mind a lot of turnover then lower the number it's fine if you've got cleaning staff that wants to work more um, great I know that my staff while they wouldn't want to be there every day would be rather upset with me if all of a sudden I went to a one-week minimum and they were hardly over there they would go from making thousands of dollars a month in cleaning all my properties to uh, a few hundred and that would not work for them because then on those longer those longer turnovers There's also a lot more cleaning. Yeah. Okay. The folks that stay three months instead of three days, it's going to be more cleaning. Matter of fact, one of the properties just had someone who stayed for almost three months um, vacate finally after the end of the summer came. And um, it was, I'm being conservative here, it was about a six hour turnover. No lie. Six hours in there because, you know, you think about it, they're not going to clean every day. (laughs) They're not going to clean every three days. They're not going to clean every week. They're not in there with soft scrub cleaning the grout. In your, in I see your, it after you know, a bathtub. month. I
1: see people come yeah. and say for a month. and
0: Well, I had to go into the... Uh, I had to clean all the grout. Like, every bit of the grout I needed a toothbrush in because the, the hard water and, you know, the minerals in the water had collected and they didn't take any effort to, to scrub it down. I don't expect them to. But it felt like I was cleaning the Airbnb unit from a tenant moving out after living there for a year. Yeah, And it was the same difference. Three months or a yeah. year. It felt the exact same. We were literally moving all the furniture away from the walls... And, and, and vacuuming the edges of the room, dusting all the baseboards, it was like someone moved. Um, and then to recap about different styles of rentals, um, there are certain cities right now that are pushing some pretty hard ordinances, and this is, this is definitely a whole other episode, so I don't wanna go down too far here, down this rabbit hole, but um, there are cities that are pushing uh, STR owners uh, and listing owners into a format where they don't need special permission To operate if they only rent a room versus a house so there are owners in my city at least I know this for a fact they are switching to a room by room by room rental in properties that may have three bedrooms or four bedrooms and so they're putting four strangers in a home uh, all renting one room at a time one big common kitchen several common bathrooms whatever the case in college those might work if you if you park a caretaker i'm using that term loosely a caretaker in there and you let them live there for free or discount and that person's job to live there is to keep the house clean rent it on a one-night minimum who cares yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah.
1: But I mean, right? they did that to me in college, where they put me in a separate lease with different roommates, and we're not talking lease on it's Airbnb, like a dorm, but basically. it's like a dorm. only it was a nice apartment. Yeah, each person was responsible. But for all you a had was a, room. Of a rent, and You just had a room, and you shared common. And then somewhere
0: so, there's there's all the yeah. sitting and the, it and it, it works.
1: And yeah. they make way more money. The apartment complex has made way more money doing that than if they were rent that four bedroom, two bathroom out right. as a four two. Right. Instead, they rented it out as four individual bedrooms, and you shared a bathroom with somebody. Just curious,
0: what city was that? That was in Rochester, Rochester Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, yep. so then. So they they took an apartment complex that was otherwise going to possibly have some vacancies. Yep. Or, or maybe it they wasn't, college, but it just made it college better. college
1: kid housing. And they so they increased their the revenue. Things. Yeah, the by, by tenfold. Yeah,
0: yeah nice, absolutely. Nice,
1: nice. Uh, last thing I want to add to the HOAs. Yeah. Um, don't try to skirt the HOA rules. Uh, make sure Never. you are abiding by it. You will get a fine. You will get a letter You'll from the caught. HOA or the, they're, the HOA's attorney. Um, you will get caught. And it will not be that long before you get caught. Your guests will slip up and say something if you're trying to slip it by them.
0: Um, and it feels sleazy when you ask your guests to not talk to certain correct.
1: people. Correct. It does, they, you know, because they don't know what you're doing. They think that they're just there for a vacation or staying. Yeah, the or, classic
0: if someone comes by and knocks on the door, don't answer it. If you look through the peephole and they look like they've got an official badge on, definitely don't answer it. That's, yeah, yeah. That, don't, come on, how don't, does don't that do sound? that. I mean, that the, your
1: guests will slip up or the HOA will notice the parking pass registration thing coming in, you know, especially if you're not supposed to be a building that's renting out. Uh, so just make sure you're mindful of that. You don't want to get fined. You don't want to get you know told that you have to sell your unit. And if you
0: think you can skirt a fine from an HOA, you can't. You're because, also mistaken. Because guess what? That'll turn into a lien on your property. Yep. They'll pull so good it, luck with so. all that. So follow the rules. We, we've said that before. We've repeated that from other episodes. Local laws, HOAs, follow them. Uh, but w- again, to recap, when it comes to minimum nights on your stays, you're going to have to play with your own settings to get the best guest you can get for you. And if it works for you to do lower numbers, do the lower numbers. If you feel you need to put it on a higher number to reduce the amount of headaches you have by then reducing the number of guests you have, do that. There's no right or wrong answer here, guys. Okay? Hope this was all helpful feedback. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, And uh, in the meantime, be the best host you can be and go get that money. Get that money.